Hey everybody, welcome to the Spliff Podcast. I'm Bo Nellis. This is episode 36, and I'm going to talk about using low temp versus high temp for those dabberas out there and anybody who's interested. First, though, we're going to open up with a section I call stoner moments. And uh, I got a couple things that I want to go over. In the last episode, we talked about THCA. And I forgot to mention another friend of mine who's used the Soothing Sues for her hip pain. She was going to orthopedic therapy for a full year um, after an accident for some very intense hip pain that she was experiencing. And I met her at the ACE Unity Conference. And uh, and uh, I haven't asked her if I could use her name, so I'm not going to, but she's a pretty good advocate, so maybe she will later, and I'll get back to you on that. But um, she said she took the Suze, uh, a capsule that I had given her when her hip was especially bad, and she went to sleep. And when she woke up a few hours later, her hip pain was gone. And I think then she went back to sleep again. And when she woke up, she said she had intense hip pain. And then she went back to sleep after that. And when she woke up, the pain was gone again, and it's never returned. Um, and I haven't followed up in a few weeks to see if it has again, but I know that she is a firm believer in soothing Sue's and THCA, and she's making sure that she gets the word out now too, and is spreading it uh, a lot more. Uh, she wouldn't have been able to do that just as a topical though. She had to eat it. So if you are experiencing pain and actually moving into using cannabis as an edible is just a very anxiety inducing thing for you. Try and focus more on the pain relief and the, the things that it can do. Don't expect too much, I guess, but definitely take comfort in the fact that people are finding relief. True, honest, never thought they'd ever be pain free in life again, yet they have found relief. Relief. Uh, results guaranteed, not guaranteed. All right. Uh, another thing that I wanted to say was I had mentioned a cannabis synthesis chart that I put on one of my blogs and I don't remember exactly which one, but that's what the search bar is for. And that chart came from a, uh, a website called smokereports.com, and that is run by a group called Cannabis Reports. And they seem to be a really awesome group in the Northern California area with really great info, really active participants. Um, and I reached out to them to ask them about some missing information from that synthesis chart, and they got back to me within a day let me know that they were actually working on updating the chart and then let me know what that missing information was. And I don't have it right in front of me. Uh, I've been really busy and I'm not fully prepared and it's been so noisy around here today that trying to get my voiceover auditions done and this recorded, I'm just like, ah, can I just smoke some weed? No, no, I got a, I got an adult. Ugh. All right. Uh, one other thing, I know I'm not a cartridge girl. I always keep saying I'm not a cartridge girl, but Nectar's Collective actually makes a cartridge that I'm dying to get my hands on, and it's made with the terp juice. It's one of those BHO shatter cartridges, except it's not shatter, it's terp juice, and I'm really excited to see what the flavor's like in it, and unfortunately, it's all in Northern California, so... 
Fingers crossed it happens for me. And then one last stoner moment that I want to get to. I'm always coming down hard on weed maps. And uh, I was on there the other day looking up some stuff. And I noticed that they had a little survey pop up. And they were asking about the things that are important to me. And lab testing was addressed twice. They actually had it in a little list of click everything that's important to you. And then after I okayed that, they had a whole separate question about how important is lab testing to you? Naturally, I clicked very important. So I was really pleased with that. I even tweeted at them to let them know. I think I had bitched to them about something and they replied back to me and then I replied back to them that I appreciated the survey. So fingers crossed that we get some better information out there through weed maps. Like we used to be able to get, they used to have it all broken down. It was THC, CBD, THCA. It was fantastic. And I really don't understand why they changed it. Oh, well. Being that I'm naturally running late and being that it's so noisy today, I have a just a quick one for you. I know I haven't really gone into dabbing a whole lot, but I have gotten a couple people asking me the uh, the difference between low temp versus high temp. So I'm just going to take this moment to go over that quick difference while I smoke on some of my golden pineapple. So for those of us who like to dab, which is vaporizing cannabis concentrate at very high temperatures, we uh, we have a debate amongst us about low temperature versus high temperature. And there's some, some, some grain of uh, concern about how much actual medicine we're getting out of those high temperatures. And, and some would argue that we're getting better THC out of lower temperatures, but there's really no way to prove that. So I'm going to focus more on how it affects the taste because the taste is the experience. And when you're really working on developing a canister grade level of expertise, Taste is terpenes, which is all the information you need about that cannabis hit right there. So we're going to start with defining low temperature versus high temperature. If you are using an electric nail, anything around 600 or lower is considered low temperature for most people. When you get into like the 630 to 680, 720, even higher than that, that's definitely high temp. And you're going to get different results when when you take your material to that nail. Whether you're using quartz or titanium or stone or anything like that. Um, now, if you don't have an electric nail where you can digitally dial it in, you're going to use a torch. And when you're talking low temp, a lot of people like to get it red hot and then wait. Some people will wait five to 10 seconds. Some people get it red hot and then they load their nail 
And then they wait, they take their sweet time about it, and then they hit it. And at that time, they've actually, it's like 30 seconds, if not longer. And there's no real science to it. You kind of have to experiment in order to begin to understand what's best for you. And deciding how to judge that period is what we're going to talk about. Most often, the more terpenes that there are in your material, the lower temperature you want. Uh, The oilier that your material is, the lower temperature you want. Otherwise, you get a, a burnt popcorn taste from torching your terps. Uh, which is also going to mess with your experience on top of tasting like blech. Now, these oils, the volatile oils that are there, um, and I discussed more about terpenes in the indica versus sativa episodes, if you are not a regular listener. Um, the terpenes are volatile and they're very delicate. Different terpenes, just like different cannabinoids, have different vaporizing points, different burn points, different boiling points is uh, what they usually talk about in in more scientific journals and things like that. And when you are vaporizing certain terpenes, especially in abundance at very high temperatures, they aren't able to remain stable long enough to truly vaporize and they actually combust. And that's when you get that burnt taste and it tastes like popcorn it's got a it's usually well to me it usually tastes like popcorn and I think most people agree um if you are getting a burnt popcorn taste out of it you might enjoy it that might be totally floating your boat but if you were looking for something better lowering the temperature on your hits is going to really help bring a more faceted flavor to your material so when it, it comes to looking at your material and trying to start straight out the gate, uh, if you get like the terp juice from Nectar's Collective, or if you have very terpy sugars that have been de-waxed, um, they tend to go for lower temps. Sometimes if you have a sugar that is just kind of terpy, uh, or if you have a shatter, If you have waxier materials and distillates, those are going to be able to withstand much higher temperatures without compromising the flavor at all. And, uh, well, except for distillates, because they don't have any terpenes in them usually unless they've been reintroduced. And in that case, you revert back to how many terpenes are in there. When it comes to a lot of the CO2s and stuff, I know I prefer a lower temperature myself because I just don't prefer them at all. So eh, I would suggest starting with a lower temperature, but you might find that you get a better hit out of a higher temperature. And that's where all the play comes in. Um, But usually for the shatters and waxier materials, I like a higher temperature myself. When it comes to waxy materials, though, you can really play with it. The paraffin wax keeps terpenes really, really well sometimes and really helps to stabilize them. Uh, Just like the the Uncle Ronnie's King Louis OG that I had, it's incredible how stable and terpy that waxy material has been able to remain. I still have a little bit left, and, and the cannabis cup was, what, in March? And it smells just as good as the day that I got it, and it tastes 
just as good as the day that I got it, no matter what temperature I'm, I'm vaping it at, honestly. Though I think I like to usually heat it up, that's when I wait five seconds and then I hit it. I don't hit it quite right away. Uh, now, whereas when I had the, uh, the shark's breath that I got at the Secret Cup, which was a very oily BHO that had been de-waxed, that needed a much lower temperature. I would have been much better off waiting 15 to 20 seconds before I hit that one because it was so oily. And I don't have any terp juice, but when I had the Royal Jelly from Nectar's Collective, that was also very much low temp. But a lot of the things that I get are usually shatters, and I really don't have the patience for low temp a lot of times, so I'm a high temp girl myself a lot of times. But with some of those, again, it doesn't matter. I have this PHO from Dubs. It's a, a propane hash oil. It's a sour apple strain, and it's so stable and potent. I, I only have like one or two hits left off of it. But it's it's been so stable and potent that no matter what temperature I dab it at, it's really sour. It's incredibly sour. So I have to mix it. Um, I re- well, Currently, I really like mixing it with the Goki headband. It really makes it pop. It brings more of a cerebral effect to it, which I prefer myself, especially in my headbands. So anything that's just a little too indica leaning for me in whatever moment I'm in, I, I take a little bit of that sour apple from faux dubs and I mix it in and it really helps one make anything that I've mixed it with easier to hit at a higher temperature, but it also really brings a nice sour undertone to it that I really enjoy. Now, some strains I don't enjoy the taste at all. I've got some Sour OG that I just got from a new collective I was checking out. And Sour OG I normally really like. Uh, The nose, when you open up the parchment paper, has a great sour note to it. But no matter what temperature I hit it at, the taste was so buttery. Like, too buttery. Like, butter flavor. It's gross. I don't like it. Um, I haven't experienced too many buttery tasting cannabis strains, but I've certainly heard of it. And I know that dairy smells in cannabis aren't unusual. And butter's just another dairy, so it, it you'd expect it to probably pop up. That doesn't mean that I have to like it. And I, I wasn't really liking the effects out of it either. It seemed too too indica for me, too much of the OG, and not enough of the sour. Now, luckily, or unluckily, I also have this green crack that I got from a dispensary that is normally super legit, especially on their deals, and the last time I ordered, it was just, it seemed like older material that didn't go very well, and it was very dark, very sticky, um... It didn't smell very good, and it didn't taste very good. Um, so I had to start playing with it. I, it didn't taste very good at the high temperature, for sure. So I started to lower the temperature little by little to find a better flavor profile. But it's really inconsistent to do because I have my torch right now. I 
have my electric rig, but I stopped using it because I was having health issues with the nail, and I definitely want to talk about that more soon, Um, but I'm not going to right now. Moving on. The torch is just inconsistent. So I started mixing the Sour OG with the Green Crack, and that brings a really very pleasing, eye-drooping, yet still creatively intoxicating feel at almost any temperature, though I have been waiting about 15, 10 to 15 seconds after I let the torch go. Uh, now, now, when I talk about getting the nail red hot, whether that's quartz or titanium, and then, and then waiting, remember that red hot is going to change depending on what kind of light you're using. So if it's nighttime, it's a lot easier to see when that source gets red hot versus full daytime. Uh, just like the torch warned you about, always read those warning labels. All right. Uh, but so if you're having a problem finding the right temperature, finding the right material, finding a good flavor that you like, making a fun time salad is its like my favorite option. All right. It doesn't matter that it, it's not leafy or green. It's still a beautiful weed salad. So, uh, yeah, that's, uh, that's my thing. Let's safety. I'm going to hit this golden pineapple again. Now for our safety, I wanted to talk about the carb cap, which is essential in the low temp versus high temp argument. I don't call it an argument. We'll call it a debate. Uh, I got one myself a few months ago and I mentioned it, I announced it on the podcast, but I haven't really touched back on it. And that's because I don't use it that much. As a high temp girl, I don't find that I need a carb cap. One of the reasons why the carb cap was introduced was in order to get this better flavor at a lower temperature, you kind of end up with a lot of seemingly waste material. And... And that brings a lot of anxiety to more financially conscientious stoners like myself. I mean, that's one of the things that I like about high temp is it it utilizes the material much more effectively. So you leave your nail cleaner, you don't have as dirty of rig water as quickly, so I can get more hits out of it before I feel like an asshole for not changing my water and cleaning my rig. So that when you end up going to a low temperature, you actually end up with a lot of that oily slick at the bottom of your rick or your reclaim collector. Um, Or on your nail, it can gunk up your nail pretty badly too. A lot of nails, they'll just continue to smoke long after you've taken your hit and assuming that the THC is gone too, but they'll taste really, really good. So it's uh, it's more aromatherapy than cannabis therapy necessarily, except that it's still amazing smelling cannabis. And I've taken plenty of oil hits off of some, some rigs before because mm, they're mouth-watering. Uh, but because of this anxiety, somebody started using a carb cap, which is, there's a couple of different types you can you can use stone, you can use glass, you can use titanium, but basically, especially if you have a domeless nail, this helps cover your domeless nail uh, to create a more convection type of heat for maximum material vaporization. 
But then that fucks with the flavor. If you add more heat, you are no longer necessarily using it at low temp in the same way. So it alters the flavor again. So I can actually taste the flavor change throughout my hit. When I first hit it, and then to when I put on the carb cap, and it you get a super nice, dense, thick smoke. It's very satisfying to hit and feel as a fire breather. But then the taste, the taste is burnt. It's burnt popcorn again, most of the time. Very few of the materials I've come across do really well with carb caps. Now, maybe if you are someone who likes to vape distillate, a carb cap is perfect for you. I have no idea though, because I don't like the distillates. I just, uh, I don't know. I just don't understand the idea of having a low temp and then using a convection oven type of heat to increase the heat. And the idea is that you're just increasing the heat on the top. But if you increase the heat on the top, you're increasing the heat all around. So that might mean that you have to lower your temperature even further. But I've noticed a lot of times if I try and do that, the convection heating doesn't work. There's not enough heat to induce that can that Dutch oven type of cookery um, based on how much material that I've put on the nails. So maybe my hits are too big. It's just that's way too much work for me to have to do. But I like having it for when I need it. Um, if I do get stoned and days off, I, I'll still try and hit it if I let it cool a little too long. And, and I do want to see if I can get a little extra heat out of there. It is a good trick to kind of maximize it when I'm having a stoner moment. Um, it gives it that gravity bong type of effect. Again, that dense, thick smoke that just kind of shoots out at you. Um, a, a shotgun is another way to explain that kind of effect. If you really enjoy those those hard-hitting hits, carb caps are great. They're just not my thing. All right, you guys, I'm going to leave it with that. I have no idea what I'm getting out next week, but I've got some big things, hopefully, that are going to be coming up in store for the Spliff Podcast, uh, more advocacy type of things, and I'm excited. So I got to get back to work, guys. Thanks for spliffing it with me. Ciao for now.